With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you are the Philadelphia Eagles winning out the rest of the NFL regular season, you're a loser! Nine-game winning streak is O-V-E-R. It is all done for the boys from the Delaware Valley. Russell Wilson, who didn't have a gaudy number of yards passing, he had 222 yards, but three touchdowns, and the one-dimensional Seattle Seahawks offense, a team that has been unable to get any kind of a running game all year, and it's not like they ran the ball down the throats of the Eagles here. They did not. Uh, but they end up winning the game convincingly with a dominating defense, 24-10. to 10. And Philly put constant pressure on what Russell Wilson. They did, but he was able to use the ability to get out of the pocket and make some plays. And so that is a signature win for a beaten, broken, and battered Seattle defense, but the better story is in the losing locker room. And, and let the TV people suck the toes of Pete Carroll. Uh, we're in radio, and we like a good story in a losing locker room, and that would be the Philadelphia Eagles side of things. So let's discuss. Now, the, the question is how concerned Doug Peterson, the coach of the Eagles, should be with this particular game, right? Now, on one hand, you can say, hey, it's only one game. They they were due to lose, right? They were due to lose. Nothing's going to last forever. And uh, there were some questionable moves in this game. Uh, the, uh, the challenge to not to challenge. Decisions on fourth down for Doug Peterson. But if I'm the Eagles coach, you know what I got right now? I got heartburn. And it's not because of a meal that I had to eat before the game. I got heartburn. All right? And my thoughts on this You've got the old monkey wrench, reality check, a constipation situation, and shorthanded. you got all that. Now, number one, we'll walk you through this. The, the Eagles have been lining them up and mowing them down. This is a cruise control situation. Now, they have played several god-awful teams, but not every one of these nine wins has been against the sisters of the blind and the poor. Um, so you say, well, we shouldn't react disproportionately, but here's the deal. 
Seattle, what they did in this particular game, especially on the defensive side of things, I mean, Russell Wilson made some plays, but on the defensive side, uh, when they able to keep Philadelphia from getting in the end zone, I don't care about the yardage total and all that, that is what really put the old monkey wrench in the uh, fine-oiled machine of Eagles football. You can say, well, Philadelphia won the stat sheet, the first downs, the yardage and all that. That's great. That's wonderful. But this is a beat-up Seattle defense playing without the core of what had been this run of success in the Pacific Northwest, the vaunted Legion of Boom. They're not there. Two-thirds of it's gone. Richard Sherman, he ain't playing. Uh, Cam Chancellor, he ain't playing. And they're out injured. And so the Seahawks were still able to force Carson Wentz at times to play like a peasant. Yeah, he had 348 yards. But points matter more than yards, and the Eagles only came up with 10. And, and the numbers, to the to the novice, will say, uh, the novice will say, oh, he was good. Garson West was good. You're a moron. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're dope. That's my response to you. Uh, points, 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 points. And uh, you, you got to make the scoring plays. When it was scoring time, the Eagles had a constipation situation, right? The, the derailment of the MVP campaign? No, it's not the derailment of the MVP campaign because the stats were still gaudy as far as the yardage total is concerned. However, it does give a blueprint to the L.A. Rams, who have Philadelphia next, and everyone else that plays the Eagles the rest of the way, and especially you look down the line in the postseason. If a Seattle defense that is a shell, a shell of what they had been, can do this, then you've got to think other teams that have more health should be able now to solve the matrix. That is, they got the cheat code now because of Pete Carroll. And they did a good job with the X's and O's and all that. It was nice. The players, though, executed. They gave up some yardage, but the points did not give up points. Call it bend but not break. Call it whatever you want. It worked. Carson Wentz missed a number of throws. He also had the play that I hate the most in the NFL, the fumble out of the end zone that uh, you give the ball to the other team. I, I hate that play. I, I got to get rid of that play. It's happened several times. You're having the Rams earlier with Todd Gurley fumbled at the goal line. Sucks. It absolutely sucks that play. I can't stand it. All right, let's hear from Carson Wentz. Carson, you've got to be in a panic right now. Your team is falling apart, Yes. I'm not too worried about how we'll respond. Wow. You know, I know we'll come out uh, right away Tuesday with our meetings and everything. Wednesday's practice, you know, I know we'll be we'll be running full speed. You know, I know we'll be fine. Um, we're again, we're we're frustrated about this loss. Um, hats off to Seattle. It's a great great football team, and uh, they made more plays than us today. But um, I know we'll respond just fine. See, he, he, this works out perfectly for the Rams. I was a little worried because the Eagles. You know, I figured it'd be better if they'd beaten Seattle. But the Eagles are going to spend the week in Orange County. They're flying from Seattle to Southern California, and they're practicing in preparation for the game against the Rams. They're going to be staying in Costa Mesa, which is a stone's throw away from Disneyland. All right? These, these, uh, these guys, I, I don't know how many of them have families, but the ones that do will be hanging out after practice with Mickey Mouse. Okay, They're not going to be focused. They're not. All right, let's uh, go back to Doug Peterson, though, the Eagles coach now. The Eagles uh, team that just didn't have it in this particular game. He He's called out. The referees called out. Uh, well, Carson Wentz didn't seem upset. You've got to be upset, coach, right? You've got to be very upset by this, yes? You can't just show up and expect to win against good football teams. That's right. And, and this, is a, this is a football team in the month of December talking about the Seahawks. It's uh, that's a really good team. It's a really good team in the month of that. December, and, and that's when teams need to be playing their best football, and, um, and we didn't do that tonight. Yeah, let's not go ancient history here. Let's go what's going on right now. And this same Seattle Seahawks team, in fact, I would say that the team prior had been better than this vintage of the Seahawks just in this particular year. But remember, the Seahawks, if you look at their schedule, the last couple of home games, they lost to the Redskins and they lost to the Atlanta Falcons. And Atlanta put a 30-burger on them in Seattle and and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who have a better offense this year than the Atlanta Falcons, held the 10 points. And that was an Atlanta team 
uh, or Atlanta game where the Seahawks had a couple more of their guys. Now, that Richard Sherman got hurt the week before, but still, it's uh, embarrassing. Embarrassing. And uh, the mistakes there, Carson Wentz looking confused at some times during the game, and the Eagles had this long stretch of scoring 20 or more points that was a badge of honor. They would always get 20 points, no matter what. Sometimes they put 50 up if they played the Broncos, usually over 30 points, but uh, no more, no more. In fact, that's the first time under the Carson Wentz-Doug Peterson regime that the Eagles have ended up with less than 20 points, I believe, right? The streak ending, uh, that long, long streak. And so the uh, the guys in the, the Delaware Valley now will hang out with Mickey Mouse, Goofy, and Donald Duck. And they have been leapfrogged by the Minnesota Vikings, who only scored twice against Atlanta but still beat the Falcons at the new stadium in Georgia. And so Minnesota has leapfrogged Philadelphia. They have the same record, but the Vikings are in the number one position in the NFC, and so they would have home field advantage. So technically they're tied, but uh, the leapfrog situation, the Vikings ahead of the Eagles, and uh, the immense pressure that I have loved so much and all the nonsense you morons said about the Dodgers, I will now say about the Philadelphia Eagles. Cannot win. Peak too soon. Peak too soon. Immense pressure. Overrated. Yep, overrated. Yep, they wasted all their energy during the regular season in weeks 7, 8, 9, and 10, and 11. That bye week, they really wasted a lot of energy, and now they've got nothing left. Nothing left at all. Time to panic in the Delaware Valley. The Eagles have crashed back down to earth. Yes, they have. All right, the, the last thing here, I mentioned the blueprint to attacking Carson Wentz and Pete Carroll helping out all future opponents with the game plan that the Eagles were, or the uh, CX rather, were able to execute. But they, the game plan that Pete Carroll came up with against Carson Wentz, there is a piece of kryptonite that has popped up here. Nine times in Carson Wentz's brief career, he has had a game where he has had to attempt 40 or more pass attempts. Nine times. You know what his record is in those nine games? You don't, I will tell you. In those nine games, Carson Wentz, where he's had to throw 40 or more passes, is 1-8. and eight. And this year, 0-2, oh the Kansas City game and now the Seattle game here just a few hours ago. So get him to throw. Throw early and throw often. That is the key. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show. We'll take your phone calls if you would like to be part uh, lines are open for you. We'll open them all up here. New week of programming on Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And I'm, I'm expecting some zanies. I'm expecting some craziness because I am a sky watcher. And uh, tonight, why is tonight different? It is a super moon. We have a super moon right now. Oh, look, look at, look at that. Oh, it's visible. The only time in 2017, the year that we're in right now, the supermoon illuminating the night sky. Now, my science friends tell me, I was reading about this earlier, that the supermoon is 7% bigger, 16% brighter than your normal standard moon. And that's just to the naked eye. That's just to the naked eye. So the lunar effect will be in play here on this show. Uh, now a man who is much too busy to attend the big social event of the weekend, Edmund Dallas Steamboat. I don't like Ben Maller Garcia. There he is right there. Oh, hard to believe you would take it, take it there, but I do apologize for no, not no, being no. able to I make like it. I like the uh, text an hour before the party that you were going to make. That's solid. Good I was job, trying to... Yeah. Go to the very last second to see if I was going to be able to get out there or not, but very, I, uh, I apologize for not making it. Very difficult. You will not be invited next year. Wait I've a minute. That, that's, not, yeah. that's not fair. You You're said off it's, the you, list. You said it's two. I you changed the two rule. In a row. Now it's one. Come on. You're I, I had legitimate reasons for uh, not being there. I, uh, yeah, I had a, a couple of people that texted me at the last minute. They're off the list. You happen to be one of the people. You're off the list. Well, that's not fair. You're off the list. I'm sorry. You can't go. 
right. I'm going to invite Arnie next year. He's going to go. Well, Arnie, then I'm, Arnie's I don't care willing, if I go. Arnie's willing to travel three thousand miles from the sticks. I'm sure that he lives in, I'm in New sure England. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So he's in, and the uh, the morning guy in Kansas City, uh, Fesco. He said he would fly out from Kansas City. He's in. I'm sure that's true. So I got to fill those spots. I only have limited spaces. You know, Eddie. It's a you know, it's a yeah. jam-packed party. So when uh, people cancel last minute, people want to travel. I, I told you that yeah. I was going to nah, try listen, and make it. Hold uh, on a it second. It happens. I told you I was going to try and make it, yeah. and it was going to be a game-time decision. I understand. So. And, and that's fine. Listen, I don't want you to be pre- – next year, you don't have to worry about it. You, you don't have to go. But don't be so butthurt. I'm not butthurt at all. You are. I, there's other people that want to go that uh, were willing to show up and travel well, go I heard, to the airport. I heard Danny G was there and Coop was there as well. Yeah, so they, that's yeah, cool. They but they were there. I heard Danny G's uh, sweater was the hit of the party. Not really. He didn't win. Uh, he did not oh, finish that in the is, top three. That is uh, ridiculous. So it wasn't that popular. Once uh, people, again, people didn't like it Fox that Sports much. Fox Sports Radio has been. Uh, what? I, I had the custom made sweater last year and. Yeah. Uh, Finished second, uh, you know the, yeah. the Maller well, uh, maneuver. Danny, there is... Danny finished out of uh, anything. He didn't get any it, prize. It was rigged. It was not rigged. I at saw all. the pictures. It was, it was amazing uh, and original. It wasn't that it really wasn't great. that nice. The contest was, was definitely rigged. Of course it is. And Ben was trying to lead the booze. The Maller maneuver. I didn't have to lead the booze. Other people booed you as well. Yeah, no, it was That's... you saying boo. Everyone boo. And people listen. They don't no, like. No, it was that. you by yourself. Well, for that people who didn't see it, nonsense. it was it was uh, a sweater with little snowflakes all over it, and they had like yeah. clipper faces. Danny was a, Danny was a little snowflake. Yeah. Clipper clipper yeah, faces on the yeah. snowflake yeah. snowflakes, and uh, because the clippers are delicate, they were snowflakes. L.A. snowflakes. Yeah. Snowflakes. Keep in mind that the the Lakers that night lost to the Denver Nuggets, who were out like their top three players. That has, no, so, that has no effect keep, on the greatness so, of the sweater. In, keep in I, mind I, that I, day I, your uh, Clippers I, got <laughs> blown out by twenty yeah, something by I, the Mavs. I understand that, but it's not like the Lakers became good. The Clippers. I would agree that Clippers good or not. The Clippers it was about are bad. I, see, yeah. here's the difference. This is I'm, what a holiday boy. party is all about. I am willing to admit the Clippers are a bad basketball team. You are unwilling to admit ben. the Lakers have not. Uh, not it only they're bad now. They're bad. They've been bad for years. All right, all right. We've you should have made a, you know, oh, you should have made a sweater with Lonzo Ball oh, and the missed shots of Lonzo Ball. This is well, about that you. Been, that would have been great. Hold on, Any hold other on. team? Well, how about D'Angelo Russell, oh, the next geez. Steph Curry? How'd that work out? Ben. I, I want to hear from or a man. Julius Randle. Oh, I want to hear the next great power forward. How's hear, that going? I want to hear from a man who attended the Mallard or, or party Skeletor for the first you're, time you're ever. You're Brandon Ingram, yeah, the Skeletor. Coop the loop, coop the loop. You went to the party. Give me, give me your thoughts on the food, because the food has been spectacular when I was there the last oh, two years. You should have gone, Eddie, if you want a review. I, nobody wants to hear about this. Nobody wants to hear Come about on, Coop. Tell me what you thought. Was it yeah. worth your time? I know you were kind of a, you know, being a little bit of baby about how it, it was going to be a start at 9 o'clock, and then they moved it up to 8 o'clock just for you to yeah. still come. No, that is not true. He didn't That's sh- what I heard. He, he didn't show up, though, anyway, until after. Uh, he was one of the later people. Yeah. I wasn't the latest one, though. No, nah, I think that was Tom Looney. There were many people that came after me. It's a a late arriving crowd. Felix came after I did. So did Tom. All Lee. right, all right. I want to hear about the. I want to hear about the food. Look, the food. The food was good. Um, I, I may have. Cleaned, how, how was Bella? Did Bella I may have like cleaned you? Ben out of uh, peanut M and M's. There was a race between it was, was Coop was, and and then former Fox Sports Radio technical producer uh, who's got the serial killer diet. Steve Stillwell was uh, partaking in a lot of M and M's. Now, was Ben holding a baby when you guys walked into the No, party? there was no babies. This is nope, no an adult baby? party. There was, Last year when I showed up, you were holding were no, an infant no, when I walked in. No, no, there were no kids. Nope. Uh, there was no... The was only babies were up. near the fire pit. Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> wow, look at you. The, the final question. All right, thank uh, God. Did, thank did God. Ben have 52 Christmas light things plugged into one No, uh, power not strip? at all. There were lights everywhere, but not like... I'm nuanced with that. I did not see where the lights were plugged into, but there was uh, many different lights. Yeah, see, there were a lot Festival of lights. Festival of lights. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was exactly. All right. Well, I'll be there next year. No, you're not invited. Uh, if you can talk, if Arnie doesn't go, I'll give you the invite. I'll talk to Mrs. If, Mallard. If She'll Ar- invite. No, me. no, she didn't like you. No, uh, that's not Arnie, true. Arnie, <laughs> uh, if Arnie doesn't go, uh, then Bella will invite me. Uh, Arnie complained a lot. He wanted to go, so he gets the invite. That's kind of how that. Hold works. on a second. Arnie complained a lot. Yeah, he wanted to wow. go. I can't believe that. And well, uh, apparently so, Jonas Knox was complaining a lot on the network last well, night. Well, that was the two-year rule. He had the two years. He didn't show up either year, so he's out. That's done. You know, 
he didn't want to go. And yeah, so but Coop didn't show up for two years. Taken he, a, it. he could have taken a sick day. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Remember back to week four of the NFL season, the Patriots had just lost at home to the Carolina Panthers, and they were a 2-2 two and two football team at that time. And you looked ahead and you looked down the line and you said, oh, my God, they're straight. The Patriots are 2-2, two and two, couple of home losses, and look at them now. Look at them now. You get a win. You get a win. You get a win. They keep stacking them up. Eight straight wins. Now for the Patriots, who are 10-2. and two. The Patriots are rolling along, rolling along now as they have uh, that game upcoming December 17th with Pittsburgh. But other than that, it is the hostess schedule. They got Miami upcoming this week in South Florida. That's a, a game that Tom Brady's had some problems in Miami. That's one of the few spots he's had some issues in, mild issues because he's got a good record against everybody. And then the Buffalo Bills and the Jets in Foxborough to close out the season. So it's the same old story in Buffalo. This particular game, the Patriots clobbered the Bills. It was a lopsided game. The Buffalo offense mustered up three points, three points against the Patriots defense. The same Patriot defense that was gouged for 42 points by Kansas City gave up 33 points to Deshaun Watson and the Texans in a game that was played in Foxborough, a game the Patriots won. Cam Newton rolled a 33-point total against the Patriots defense. We're going on and on here, break down individual games, but... This Patriot defense uh, in this game, no contest against the Buffalo Bills. And so there's not a lot to say. It was a lopsided game as far as the actual result is concerned. So it's the subplot that I want to focus in on here that's uh, that's got a, some, some buzz to it. It's got some juice. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, who demolished the Bills defense, he had 147 yards, nine catches. He also demolished some of the defensive players, or one of them, for the Buffalo Bills. A uh, very uh, bold strategy by Sean McDermott's defense to leave Gronkowski uncovered in the second half. Just let him run free. Why, Why impede the progress of Gronk? But it was a play in the fourth quarter late in the game when Tom Brady ended up throwing an interception. Gronkowski... Let's just say he did not handle it well. He did not handle it well. And if this game was off your radar, if you focused on other games, you weren't paying attention, you might not have seen this. But Rob Gronkowski felt like it was his job to get a pound of flesh in response to what he perceived as a great injustice, in particularly, uh, or, or particularly when a Bills defensive back, Tredavious White, uh, Gronk believes, held him. So on this particular play where Brady threw the interception, Gronkowski felt like he was getting held on the play. So he delivered a savage cheap shot to this guy, Tredavious White, from behind after the whistle. And White was laying on the ground, and it, you know, it looked bad. It looked, probably looked a lot worse than it was. And so I wanted to talk about it. Now, White is said to have suffered a concussion on the play. And you've got Gronkowski apologizing. You've got other people apologizing. You've got Bill Belichick apologizing. It's been a, a parade of apology since that particular play. If you don't believe me, here's Rob Gronkowski. He's doing the walk of shame, the Gronk. I definitely want to apologize to number 27. I mean, I'm not in the business of that. I mean, it was a lot of frustration, and uh, I was just really frustrated at, at that moment. It just, just happened uh, naturally through emotions and frustration and uh just want to uh, apologize to Jadavius White. Um, I know, don't 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 really believe any type of shots like that. But just through the frustration process, uh, game of football emotions, just just that's what what happened. Melancholy. Oh, wait, wait. pressed Gronk. Not happy. So expand on. You said frustrated Gronk. You got to expand on it. What the hell does that mean? Why were you frustrated? What are you frustrated by, though? Uh, at the top of the run. I mean, he, I, I felt like it was it was a big hole at the top, and then the throw was definitely. I mean, I felt like kind of pushed me a little bit. I mean, 
and, and made the play, and I just don't understand why there wasn't a flag. And just through that, and there's a couple times in the game, and they're calling me for the craziest craziest stuff ever and it's like crazy i mean like what am i supposed to do and then yeah, they don't exactly. call that i mean yeah, you're pessimistic that at that point i understand gronk and you had to take some from field justice in your own hands and you decided to to take care of it all right so let's let's ask the question i think it's kind of obvious we're going to talk about this what are the chances that rob gronkowski gets suspended it's going to come down 24 hours from the conclusion of that game. So sometime on Monday, we'll have a pretty good read on this, the Rob Gronkowski suspension. I am going to go 85%. I believe there's an 85% chance that Rob Gronkowski is going to be suspended. Now, my perspective on this, you've got the, the old school wiggle room and WrestleMania. And all of those things, and I'll, I'll tie them all together in a nice little package. Uh, first of all, first of all, you have this particular play, the Gronk play, from a different generation. Back in the Bronze Age, the old school days of the NFL, this particular play happened not every game, but it seemed like every other game there was a play like this. It happened semi-regularly. In the NFL. Back in my day. And the NFL celebrated, right? Oh, it's different times. The NFL films people, put a few highlight tapes together, the ruthless hits of football, barbaric plays. And for those sentimental types that remember the NFL, when it was known as a barbaric league, uh, this is celebrated. But now what has happened? It has been one person after another person condemning and yelling on social media about Gronk. He's being tagged as a monster and a football radical and going on and on and on. He's getting he's getting the Montez perfect treatment because of this particular play. Hey, it looked bad. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it didn't look bad. That replay that everyone's been watching, that does not look good for Gronk. It does not look good at all. Now, the second thing here, the NFL does not have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to this. I, he, he's not, Gronkowski's not technically a first-time offender. He's been in the crosshairs of the NFL a couple of times over the course of his career. He's been disciplined for a few other things. So if past results are any indication of future outcomes, then Gronkowski is doomed. I'm going 85%. I'm not going 100%, but I'm going 85%. It's all anecdotal evidence. But if Tredavious White supposedly suffered a concussion, if that's true, that's bad for Gronkowski. The public opinion, uh, you know how the NFL works here. They gauge this, and what's the blowback on social media? How are people feeling? And let's go that direction. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, people said suspend his ass, get rid of him, and the NFL, uh, without without the evidence pointing that way, they did it anyway. There's plenty of evidence via the tape here of what happened. So if you go by the court of public opinion, Gronk screwed. Gronk happens to wear Patriot laundry. That doesn't help him out. The NFL's got a... Uh, a bit of a you-know-what for the Patriots. And we, we know they love to stick it to New England. And then the final thing on this, you have the micro and the macro. And the micro, Gronk likely suspended one game. He'll go to the appeals process. He might not even miss a game on appeal. But let's say he does miss a game. Now, if the NFL wants him to miss a game, they should suspend him two games, and then he'll have appeal and Gronkowski only missed one game. So he missed the Week 14 game against the Miami Dolphins. Let's say that happened. In the macro, this will actually help Gronk. Why, why is it going to help Gronk? Because uh, this is one of those particular moments. That was a wrestling move, what Gronkowski did. right? So you, you need, if you want to become a wrestler, I know he's done some wrestling stuff before, which was hokey and all that, but why not? you got to have that sizzle reel. Pops. Brother. Yeah, you got to have that when you get the wrestling. And so my crystal ball, and I, I am a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, and on this being a super moon, what better day to project into the future when Rob Gronkowski isn't worried about hoisting up the Lombardi trophy? No, 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 no. He's worried about winning WrestleMania. That is what he's worried about. He's worried about being the people's champ because that was the people's elbow, right, what he did there. On the big stage there, that great elbow uh, against the Buffalo Bills defenseless de- defender. 
And Vince McMahon is going to make it rain. You figure Gronkowski will play a couple more years if his body holds up, which is a question in the NFL, and then he'll travel around the world and become a wrestler. The question, when Gronk does become a wrestler, is he a good guy or is he a heel? Would Gronk be a better bad guy or would he be a better goofy good guy? I'd like to see him as a bad guy because I think it would be more fun. I think Gronkowski as like a renegade heel would be wonderful. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox. If you would like to be part, give us a call right now, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities as we count down the days until we are forced to play holiday music. Uh, several listeners have asked, did the memo come down? Uh, I did not get any memo. Uh, we miscalculated that. Nothing has come down the pipe yet. Uh, but they, the corporate offices open up at the iHeart building in Los Angeles in a few hours, so many hours from now. Uh, and I would think at that time there'll be some get-together, some high-profile meetings in those big boardrooms they have with the nice televisions and all that, the big uh, high-end chairs. And so I would think something will be done then. So, but so far, we're good to go. No, uh, no, uh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, or jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. You don't have, you don't have to hear that yet. If you go out of your house anywhere, though, I went out a little bit. I do some shopping for the party that Eddie chose not to show up to. I had to go out and do some shopping there. And everywhere I went, every store I went to, it's uh, holiday music. Overwhelmed with holiday music. Well, first off, I didn't miscalculate anything. I said it was going to start two weeks before Christmas. So, well, or the we're, mon- not, the, we're not at two weeks yeah, before next, Christmas. Next Monday, I, I think it's going to start. Right, we'll, see if you, we'll see about that. I'm, ha- I'm happy that I guessed wrong. You're pleased that you guessed wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I thought it was going to be all month yeah. long. So One of the good things about my house being redone, uh, other yeah. than when it's over, well, that will be the best thing. But uh, I have not heard much Christmas music at all in the house. Just too much crap going on. When you go out, Eddie, the whole world out there. Eventually I'll have to, but uh, so far I haven't had to do that yet. What, are you staying home watching them do the construction? Uh, no, I've, I mean, the sleep schedule's a little bit screwed up because of uh, I'm, I'm out of the house. You should tell them to work. During the the uh, nighttime hour. Well, that my wife probably wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah, but you have to work during the day, and it's yeah, I uh, know, and yeah. I got to find a place to be while they're painting and ripping up floors and doing all that kind of stuff. So you don't want the fumes. The fumes smell good. You know, I would disagree with that. I would disagree with that. Mess up your insides, but they smell okay. Not really. You don't like the smell of paint. I don't. Mm-hmm. Do you? No, nah, it's not my favorite. I like the smell of gas. I don't like the smell of paint. I've always been fond of the smell of gas. At the gas, you know, you're pumping gas there, you know, the 87 grade I, gas. Yeah. It smells you're better some than. weird it, looks right It now smells better. Me. No, even as a kid, I always love the smell of gas. Better than like the 91 grade because the 87 smells better. <laughs> Is that right? It does. You like yes. put it in a glass and sniff yeah. it? I laugh at the uh, people that, uh, that put the 91 grade in there. What a bunch of idiots they are. Morons. Yeah, we don't have a ping in our engine. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you do have a hole in your wallet, though, apparently. That's. Uh, yeah, Sucking our, the money out of it. Car's not going to fall apart. Right, we'll see about that. What are you talking about, Danny? The Maller Mobiles last forever. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Maller Mobiles going fine. Just ru- I just run it until the wheels fall off, and then I'll get new wheels and put them back on. We're good to go. That's how it works. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, uh, you know, it's a super moon. I don't even know what that means. Let's find out more about the super moon. And Andrea, the one that knows all about the super moon, is going to enlighten you. And fill you in, looking to the heavens to give us the lowdown. Hello, Andrea. Hi, Ben. How are you? If I was any better, Eddie Garcia would have shown up to my holiday party, but he was big timing and didn't show up. But that's all right. There's room for Arnie now. There's room for Arnie. Things happen for a reason. Even Jimmy G said that today. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, so what an impressive uh, performance by the 49ers offense there. They dominated the Chicago Bears, unless they didn't. But they won the game. Yeah, you know, check this out. Um, It was a super full moon. Uh, Jimmy G was back in his hometown. He's a Scorpio. Jupiter is in Scorpio. Literally, Jupiter aligned with his Mars. Remember that song, The Age of Aquarius, when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars? Peace will guide the planets, and love will fill the stars. 
might have been before your time, but anyway. No, I've heard the song. I mean, it's an old, yeah, it's the a age, classic. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, the age of Aquarius. So literally, Jimmy G had Jupiter aligned with his Mars, Jupiter expansion, abundance, opportunity, Mars, energy, assertion, aggression. And he was great. He looked great in the pocket. He, you know, had leadership ability, strong willpower, high energy. And it was actually his dad's birthday. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. But I want, here's what I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how the supermoon affects me. That's what I want to know about. Okay. I, I'm worried about Jimmy G. I'm worried, I am worried about this show. I want to know what's going to happen. I know in the past we've had a full moon. It's mm-hmm. uh, zaniness. We already had Pencil Neck Ray call up earlier. Yeah, he that. hasn't called for months. <laughs> That's an odd thing that he would call on a supermoon night. Uh, so I want to know what we can expect, Andrea, when you look out and you look at all the charts and all that you forecast. I want to know through astrology what we can expect. Okay. Well, the super moon, uh, it's the only one that's visible in 2017. There'll be one the end of January in 2018. It's bigger and brighter. You had the ratios correct. And basically, the full moon is a culmination. It's more emotional energy. So that's why you have a little more zany callers, emergency rooms are full. There's, you know, just more chaotic energy uh, during full moons. So um, that's so, no, I'm, I'm told that... Uh, yeah. The moon is, uh, is uh, was it 16,000 miles closer than it normally is? It appears to be, uh, it is actually a lot closer. It's 16,000 miles. That's and, a lot of miles. And brighter also. I mean, I saw her. She was just beautiful uh, up well, how do you know it's a, how do you know the moon's a woman? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Maybe the moon's gender neutral. How about that? <laughs> well, Maybe it's me, a transgender you know, moon. How about like that? the sun yeah. is a solar energy and the moon is a lunar energy. Yeah. That, that's okay. sort of what I kind of gravitate. I don't, I don't like to, uh, you know, the, I don't want to type you know, the moon as a woman or a man. I don't, that's rude to the moon. The moon can use either <laughs> bathroom the moon wants to use, in my opinion. You know. Oh, you do, you do great in Berkeley, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, you live there, Andrea. <laughs> so those are, that. These, are, these are your, uh, your guys there and women there. You're yeah. just your people. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say guys or women. People. Those, these people. are your people there. there yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Andrea, yeah. thank you. And uh, for more, you can follow Andrea there. Virgo in service. Yes? Yes. Thank right. you. Thank you, Andrea. There she goes. Uh, Andrea, looking at all the stars through astrology and sports. How amazing is that? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go. Third degree time. We bring in the Kukula. And after the Cowboys win on Thursday night, you talked a lot about how it was a misleading win by the Cowboys, and you pointed to the many turnovers by the Redskins. Well, after the game, NFL Network analysts also pointed to the Redskins, specifically Kirk Cousins. Marshall Falk and Steve Smith questioned his leadership, and Smith even said that Cousins probably cost himself 10 to $20 million with that game. Cousins shrugged off those comments over the weekend, essentially saying that they, uh, you know, they just drive ratings. Do you think he really cost himself that much money, Ben? Absolutely not. Listen, Cousins is 29 years old. He's in the prime of his NFL career. He didn't lose $1 with that game. In fact, he probably made an extra $10 million this weekend. I'll tell you why. It is supply and demand. Did you watch the Drek playing quarterback in the NFL? Deshaun Kaiser, Blaine Gabbard, Geno Smith. Our starting quarterbacks, your guy with the Broncos, come on, Kirk Cousins, compared to those players, is Hercules. He's Hercules. And, and B, when the wooing process begins in the offseason, right, a, month, a few days after the Super Bowl, it kind of simmers and then it'll crank up. When the free agency period begins in the NFL, assuming the Redskins don't keep him again as a franchise player, Kirk Cousins is going to have the Broncos, the Jags, the Cardinals, the Giants, and others whispering sweet nothings into his ears. And I would love to be his agent when the bidding process or process begins because it's going to be off the hook. There's there's no end in sight here. So, no, he didn't cost himself $1. Forget $10 million. Next. With Jimbo Fisher leaving FSU to take $7.5 million a year at Texas A&M, that just adds to recent data that top college coaches now make just as much, if not more, than top NFL coaches. Ben, do you think we are heading to a time where coaches make the jump from NFL to college? 
No, 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 absolutely not. This is a break-the-bank situation for Texas A&M. It's also a unique situation. You're not talking about taking an NFL coach. The Texas A&M athletic department did not try to hunt down uh, you know, some random NFL coach. Jack Del Rio, for example, said, we need you to come to the Texas A&M. This is unique. And the, the worst job in the NFL is better than the best job in college football. Why is that? Because you are coaching the junior varsity when you're in college football. Look at Clemson. We we're just talking about Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. Clemson has a fine team. They're the favorite to win the national championship this year in college football. What do they have? Maybe five or six future NFL players on that roster. And out of those five or six, how many of them will actually be good NFL players? Maybe one, maybe two tops. You see the difference there? You coach an NFL team, you've got actual NFL players at every position, even the Browns. Uh, Now, number two, college football, the main reason that it's better in the NFL than college is all the red tape, all the BS, all the nonsense, the charades about student athletes, uh, the terminology, amateurism, all the crap that you have to – you know it's ridiculous, but you have to regurgitate. Recruiting – the unhinged lunatic fan bases like those guys in Knoxville, Tennessee. In the NFL, you coach the top 1%, the best of the best, the creme de la creme, and everyone gets paid, everyone gets a lot of money in the NFL, and you don't have to worry about the nonsense of college football. Next! Ben, one of the uh, failed, poor, sad clippers, Austin Rivers. he's He's not poor. He's a lot of things, but he's not poor. Very wealthy. He's poor on the court. Austin Rivers got fined $25,000 for yelling at a fan last week. Yeah. What's the most trouble that you've gotten into for something that you said? Well, first of all, Austin Rivers makes $11 million a year. Almost $12 million, I think. So he's not poor. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. First of all, I I would say that as a talk show host, you know, you have to, you have to be a bit of a daredevil. You have to do the old tightrope walk without a net. Verbal daredevil. Uh, I got in, in trouble before. I've had some conversations with Doc Mike that did not go so well. Uh, some things were said that got us banned from Chicago radio for a while. Uh, there was a guy in Boston that was also triggered by a conversation I had with the Boston hater, uh, and he was very upset with some commentary about Johnny Pesky, famous for the Pesky pole at Fenway Park, and I was forced to give an apology uh, against my will. Because of that conversation. Uh, There's a couple of examples, but look at the time, Coop. I'm on time, Mather, by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. How did we do? Then you pass this edition. That's a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for ten whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go! It's time yet again for the instant advice line. Unscreened radio. The safety net comes off. It is a super moon edition. I know our friend Andrea, who we talked to earlier. She's the astrology person to the sports star. She's all excited about that. And we are excited as well for this edition of What Else But the Instant Advice Line, where we give back to the coaches, the players. Who needs our advice here? Who needs our advice? There's a lot of people that need our advice. You've got a new coach at Arizona State, Herm Edwards, former NFL coach, going to coach college football. We could have gone with that. You've got Marcus Peters, who we were just talking about, Throwing the flag into the crowd, that's always another option. Oh, there's no question. But I, I kind of like uh, Rob Gronkowski, right? Gronkowski, the Gronk, <laughs> who got into it with a Bills player, upset there was no penalty flag called. He apologized. It was a dirty play, but clearly some lingering anger issues hidden by Rob Gronkowski as he apologized to Tredavious White of the Bills for that late hit. The Bills condemning Gronkowski as a dirty player, being part of a dirty play. So advice to Rob Gronkowski on his anger issues 
at 877-99 on Fox. Again, we're giving advice to Rob Gronkowski, 877-996-6369. We'll start out with you on line one. Hello, line one. You're live on Fox. Go. Line one is not there. We'll try line two. If we have three bad calls in a row, the bid is over. Line three, advice to Rob Gronkowski on his anger issues. Love Bella. Love Bella. What pervert. Line three. You know? Advice to Gronk on his anger issues. Line three. Mark 524. Oh, see the Bible guy. Formerly the John 316 guy. Now he's opened up the entire Bible. We gave him advice. He listened to us. Uh, 877-99 on Fox if you want to get in on this, the Supermoon Edition. Line four, advice to Gronkowski on his anger issues. Well, normally I would say Pete Manning is best ever, but who cares? The Broncos suck. Fire Elway, he sucks. Fire Van Joseph, he sucks. Trevor Simeon sucks. <laughs> the whole offense sucks. Get rid of them all. All right, all right, all right stop. Uh, the line five, this is not a filibuster. Line five, your advice to Rob Gronkowski on his anger issues. I tell Ron Gronkowski, get some advice from Real Talk's girlfriend, Rosie Palm. All right, thank you for that. Uh, she's available. Line six. Hello, line six. Two hands, $20. All right, the line one, you are next. Advice to Rob Gronkowski on his anger issues. Touchdown! I just love the idea that guy's in his, like, I don't know if he's at work or his house, but he's just screaming into the phone. I just love that. Line two. Hello, line two. Love a nine-year-old girl. Now, I'm going to give out the number again. If I hear from him one more time, it's over. Uh That means no one else is calling. 877-99 on Fox. Make that was sure. an angry Bill. That was angry Bill. No, that, that was somebody, not. That no, was that somebody was angry doing Bill. angry Bill. No, that was angry Bill. That was an it imposter. Was that was angry Bill. No. I think that was angry Bill. Line three, hello. Oh, it's Donald Duck. Hi, Donald. What do you have to say to Gronkowski? Uh, nobody can understand. Anyway, uh, line four. Hello, line four. Take up some anger management. Uh, with uh, Tom Looney. Uh, yeah, okay. Enough of him over the weekend there. Oh, nothing. Uh, Tom Looney. Yeah, Looney, who just mutilated pizza because he won't eat the cheese on the pizza. So yeah, he pulls, we had these, pulls the top off of the bread. We had, we had stacks of pizza, and much of it was mutilated by Looney. That's that a, is a party foul. Right? Yes. Disgusting. And then he had to, like, look at all the cupcakes and cookies. He couldn't eat any of them because he's on this Fugazi diet. I've always told him He Looney, could eat them. He chooses not to. Looney lives a very healthy lifestyle, right? But he's going to end up in the same place the most unhealthy person in the world's going to end up. We're all heading towards the same finish line. Uh, line five. Hello, line five. Rusev versus Gronk. WrestleMania 34 I'm, for the title. I'm all about it. Rusev will win that. Line, line six, you are next. We're giving advice to Rob Gronkowski on his anger issues. Matthew 25-1. All right. Wow, that's a good one. I'll read Thank that you, right Jesus! We'll do a couple more. Line one, you're next. Advice to the Gronk on his anger issues. I would look him square in the eye, and I would say, you look like a big, fat clown. All right. <laughs> Line two, you're next. Advice to Gronkowski on his anger issues. You look like a big fat clown. Well, Ben, this is Ernie from Michigan, and um, the great Ernie. Always, hey, Ben, it's always advice, best advice to get ass on Facebook. Oh, there it is. Ernie's back listening live tonight. He hasn't been listening live in a while. Line three, hello. Love angry Bill. That was him. That's it. It's over. All right, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Koopa Loop, who is about to pick the final call on the Insta Advice line. Koopa Loop, who you got? Let's go with line one. Line number one, the last call on the Insta Advice line. Advice to Rob Gronkowski on his anger issues. Line one. He needs to show pencil penis Ray what a real man's organ looks like. There it is. Tammy in Montana. Where are the white women at? 
to save the day. And get ass on Facebook. Where she goes, no one knows. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 